Hello and welcome to Is Made Is a Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Omar Lopez, and I am joined with a boy who cries a lot. Josh Hemo. It is a lot. But you know, it's it's healthy. It's healthy to cry, right? Yeah. It's always better to let those emotions out than in. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> this is our podcast where we watch a SpongeBob episode and discuss little life lessons you can learn and one big old wombo lesson you can get from the whole Big old, uh, big old wombo lesson. Yeah, the whole thing. Man, I already cursed. <laughs> nah, oh, well. Fine. This week, we are watching Season 4, Episode 11, Whale of a Birthday and Karate Island. Act 1, Whale of a Birthday. So, in this act, it is the day before Pearl's birthday, and Mr. Krabs, being the wonderful father that he is, forgets. So she reminds him. <laughs> And says that he needs to make her party totally coral. So Mr. Krabs makes an effort, quote unquote, to (laughs) follow Pearl's list and send SpongeBob to spy on her and buy her gifts. And basically throws her kind of like a sweet 16 the next day. So uh, to start things off, Josh, Mm -hmm. um, I want to ask you, do you think Boys Who Cry was a poke at emo bands because I was looking at all the posters in the very opening sequence and they're all long haired and like I get it it was supposed to be a boy band yeah. but all the like hairstyles were very much like this is scene kid if I've ever yeah. seen one I would I could see that especially like the song like I use four ply four ply four ply when I cry I was like alright that's like that's some emo <laughs> <shit> there <laughs> yeah so because like I don't know I don't remember I don't think there was like, like a joke s- around scene boy band, right? Yeah, but like a lot of people joke around like boy bands are like their lyrics are that way, but I don't really think like I think of like all in sync because I was an in sync kid. Yeah. Um like I don't think a lot of the stuff is like I cry about you and stuff like that. And it's like it doesn't tailor to teens as much as I thought. No. Nah. I think Justin Bieber is definitely like closer to that vibe. I think like more recent boy like one direction i think stays close to that but that's very recent though yeah. right yeah maybe it's just my memory failing me because i don't remember backstreet boys or nsync being very specific to like so specific to teen girls where it felt pointed at them i don't yeah i don't i don't think that was a thing right i don't know yeah. I know. That was, just that's felt forever more, ago <laughs> yeah it feels it feels more like generic love you know like oh yeah, i love a girl like love. not like i love you know, whatever, a specific age group. The issues were just different back then. They weren't as yeah. emotional. It really <laughs> took emo to come in and really break like the, the stereotype or the walls down so people can talk about their emotions and music. Yeah. But the reason I bring up the emo bands is like, uh, so if you look at the posters, which I encourage everyone to pause and look at it, um, I want you to see like their faces. All of them, they're just like frowning. And I was like, that looks like the front of like, in Hawthorne Heights cover, <laughs> if I ever seen like an album photo and they're just like people looking in the distance and like like <laughs> frowning <laughs> with long hair in their eyes do you think that uh Pearl is into emo music you think she's that type of girl I think I think she would have been I think she would have been like you know I could see it yeah definitely see yeah it. yeah she would have been like the like more of a scene kid 
she's like the raw xd kid for sure yeah yeah like, <laughs> i like how there's so many different shades in those genres like the emo kids are like you know closer to goth where it's like darker like colors but like more emotional and then like goth is more like spooky Chains and then and scene spikes. kids are more like fluorescent colors but emo hair you know it's all about the hair that's all yeah. it is <laughs> that really like separates a scene kid from an emo kid 100%. is like how much like pink is in your hair <laughs> i did write down like why why are boy bands so popular i guess i never really got that like nsync and backstreet boys are maybe more nostalgic and that's why i understand that but i just don't understand like why boy bands are such a huge thing right? they were also like the first ones yeah you know? yeah and i don't know it's like because there's not uh, is it really like a female equivalent like I don't know. I don't hear like there's like it's an all girl band and people are freaking out about it, right? Well, the cl- the closest thing I can think of was like Pussycat yeah. Dolls, but even then, like I don't Pussycat Dolls. Like I don't think that the actual concerts were a bunch of dudes. You know what I'm saying? No, mm-mm. like maybe a couple of them, and but it's... I don't think that they're packing stadiums full of you know men. Yeah, going no. like oh my god, right? Pussycat Dolls, <laughs> sing buttons one more time. Sing buttons one more time. But it's just, it's just weird to me. Like, boy bands are such, like, a huge thing. Like, even now, like, BTS is, like, one of the huge, like, biggest bands ever in the mm-hmm. world. And that's, like, just so wild to me. It's, like, it's a boy, it's just a boy band. Which gets me so confused because, like, there's BTS and there used to be BTR, Big Time Rush. And so every time I hear BTS, I'm like, isn't Big Time Rush, like, old now? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, this is a whole completely different beast that I'm not familiar with. <laughs> You haven't um, jumped so, into K-pop yet? You're not ready no, for that? <laughs> I can't. I just I did start a Korean drama uh-huh. about ghosts called Bring It On Ghost. Ooh. The first episode is pretty intense. I don't understand how Korean dramas work, so I can't imagine I could wrap my head around <laughs> K-pop either. Um, but back to Pearl. One thing I do like about Pearl, she celebrates her birthday just like Fatima does. She says that it's always about her. So <laughs> um, I was like, oh, I, I've seen this person. She's not materialistic like Fatima, but she does make a big deal out of it, <laughs> um, which I think is nice. Or spend a whole month talking about her birthday. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you're not familiar with birthday month, you, you are lucky. You haven't been blessed. <laughs> yeah, I guess. But I, I um, did I did have that as a little lesson, though. It's just like your birthday is important, so like give it some value. Because there's a lot of people, like even in, like I fall into the trap sometimes, like I don't really want to do anything for my birthday, but like you should celebrate it. You should like go out and make a big deal out of it. Not not big deal, but at least do something, you know. Yeah, I actually put that pretty similar to a small lesson was don't be afraid to ask for what you want when it's your birthday. Mm-hmm. If you do celebrate your birthday and you think like it's a big deal, I know some people who don't like celebrating their birthday at all um, for their own reasons, but it's, you know, even tell even in that way, it's just like don't make up my birthday a big deal. Can you just, you know, get me some food? Buy me a cake. Send, That's all I want. Yeah, Venmo me five dollars. Yeah. and go about your day. You know, um, I like how Pearl just basically dreamed and then fell straight through the floor. How often do you think that happens? Like how often? O- yeah, often enough that Mr. Krabs mentions like. Are you sure you don't want to like live on the <laughs> on the bottom floor? So it makes me think at least happen like three to four times. I, you know, as, yeah. as, as stingy as he is, I'm surprised he isn't just like we're moving you, we're done, like this is it. Um, I do want to say that compared to the last episode and like the episodes a couple before, this 
episode feels like so much more happens in it. Yeah. Compared to like last, like we got a little bit of, which I like to see like a little bit of Pearl's high school. And we got like a whole scene where she goes to the Krusty Krab and you got multiple scenes where she's like at the store. And like, there's a lot of like character, like development, I guess you could say like fun, like little tidbits that you see from everyone's life. Even when like SpongeBob is doing detective work, which I think is nice. Um, but yeah, it was like a huge, huge change from the last episode. Oh, definitely. And like I wrote that down, like like it expanded, especially like on the fact that there's like a mall that it's like huge in Bikini Bottom. Like there's this, it's like basically like a mall in America. Like they have horses there. They have like cars inside this mall. I was like, this is, this is huge. This is crazy. We never see anything like this. I want, I'm glad you mentioned the horse, the seahorse or whatever. The sea pony. So, is that Majesty's child or something? It's like almost identical <laughs> to how they drew Majesty. And I was just like, "Is did Majesty get captured? I was just suddenly very, very concerned for this puppy mill situation. Uh, I like that the was ca- I like the canon that it is Majesty's child. Yeah, like or Majesty got captured or something like it's some some lineage to there, but or maybe it, that was where Majesty was before. Oh, and then it escaped. Oh, okay. I see that. Um, I can see that. Start piecing some things together, you know? Oh, all right. It would make I do sense. like that dogfish costume, though. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, speaking of, like, shopping at the mall and everything, like, I want to talk about, like, this whole credit card situation that Mr. Krabs <laughs> gives SpongeBob. Like, first of all, what is his credit limit? Because, like, I can't imagine having to buy, like, a pony, a car, like, jewelry, a boy band, and all that other crap. Like, that, he must have been, like, in the thousands and thousands, right? Well, you got to think. So I've always heard that for good credit, you spend very little of your actual credit limit. And then the credit card company gives you more to entice you to spend more. So I like to think that Mr. Krabs has been making like, like he puts like a dollar on his credit card and then he immediately pays it off and then that's it. And he does that every single month. And since he's so old and had that like credit card since like probably birth, he like has a credit limit that's astronomical. I could see Cause that because like, they're trying to get him in like some crazy like debt. super black pat platinum card or whatever those like fancy fancy ones are. I think it's such bullshit that basically every single cartoon makes credit cards seem like unlimited money. Yeah. Or like this big deal. Like even SpongeBob's like, whoa, like oh, freaking out about the credit card. But like that's not real life. Like credit cards aren't this like magical thing that are like. Yeah, and it's not like, I don't know, like every time I was younger, I thought, oh, credit card, you just put it on there. You just put it on there. That's that's all it means. Like, why are so many cartoonists misleading children into thinking that credit cards are like, it's not like an adult, like an adult, you give it to them and you said, okay, this is imaginary money. It's a loan. It's a very small loan we're giving you with very high interest rate, but it's free money in the sense that you can use it as much as you want. You just have to pay it back by you know, your statement period or whatever. But like, there's gotta be some way to simplify that down to For a <laughs> to kid, a kid to level. understand? Yeah, yeah, there's so many cartoons I see that it just like, you know, the kid just grabs the emergency credit card and they use it, right? And also that's a whole other itu- uh, like situation, having an emergency credit card. Like, I don't know anyone who really has that. No. I don't know. No, nah, like, I know people who have like a personal credit card and a business credit card, but like an emergency credit card, I've never heard anyone that has one like though or even like uh, i don't know like cartoons that and like quicksand and like all the other cartoon staples that you like think that are going to be such a big deal yeah like in real life and you're like no no one's ever run into quicksand and 
yes, there is a, a actual limit on credit cards and how much you can spend. And also like, it doesn't just go away if you cut it up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I do like, it's like I can buy stuff with this piece of plastic. Cause like, it is kind of wild to just think that instead of actual money, we use a tiny little card, like fake yeah. digital money. Money's a construct. <laughs> Speaking of construct that, um, that segue, damn. <laughs> yeah, that uh banner that Mr. Krabs had since uh Pearl's birth, where it says it's a boy and it's like cr- like crossed out and this is girl. Okay, so but like, did you? I don't know. Like growing up, I know that we reused decorations a lot. Like we had a bag specifically for like birthdays that had like streamers and like the happy birthday banner, like all that that we just like kept and we just throw it up every year. Like it's to buy new. Sh- so I like understand it, but. But like, there's so many wrong, so many things wrong with it. One, it's like misgendering Pearl. Yeah. And then second, it's like, it's not like a baby shower. No, it's not. (laughs) By then, people know, right? It's so stupid how like he was emotional about it too. He's like, I got this when she was born. It's not even right. (laughs) (laughs) No, there's so many crazy things, and I was thinking about okay, so the things that SpongeBob buys, thirty nine, thirty nine ninety nine for dress, not bad. I've no. seen dresses go a lot more. That's actually pretty oh. cheap for a dress. Yeah. yeah. 149 for sunglasses. Not bad either. Like I think that if you were buying like designer that would stuff. Be, yeah. Like I could see that being. Uh, but I don't believe that there's stripper heels that are like three hundred dollars. I could be wrong. Actually, I'm about to look it up. Let me let me look check. <laughs> Get some research in. Fancy tall heels. I see like a thousand dollar like actual heels. Let me see. I wish I knew a different name for them besides stripper heels. It's just like stilettos. Stilettos, yeah. Those are just like thin, tall heels. We'll say that's the closest. Yeah, I don't see any of heels of that like Caliber. standard. <laughs> yeah, the most expensive I saw was like a hundred for like a, a very a similar shoe that SpongeBob was wearing, but no, I I I don't know why they were so expensive. I, I mean, unless like they're the kind that have goldfish in them, which I doubt. Um, and then five hundred dollars, and then a thousand two hundred and nine dollars for some random stuff that I they never showed, but I was really curious of what it was. Yeah, yeah, and he just got so much, <laughs> and that's what's crazy about like this whole situation is that. Clearly, like, Spongebob has no idea the concept of money. He was just like, I'll just buy whatever, and it's fine. Like, I don't have to worry about it because of the credit. Like, and it's just so crazy to me that he, like, because there's people who actually live their life like that. Like, I have friends who are just like, I'll just buy whatever I want. I'll be fine. I'll just put it on a credit card. I'm like, I don't know how you live your life like that. Like, good on you, but. (laughs) I was literally talking to Fatima about it, like, with uh, another podcast I heard. They were like, yeah, eat out, like two to three times like i eat out for dinner every single day my god like i do takeout and i was like what like i don't even they're like oh yeah it's so great to like be like inside and cooking for once like it sucks but like i usually eat like takeout once a day and i'm like i can't imagine living like that and maybe i'm just too broke (laughs) for that idea but But i don't know at what point do you just get tired of restaurants because like i can't i i spend like if i wake up i'm not gonna be like there's never a day where i'm like i crave this specific restaurant every single day like a takeout like most of the times i'm like i crave something i want to make you know yeah that's maybe because i know how to cook 
I guess a lot of people don't know how to cook, so that might be the reason. <laughs> I mean, like, I don't know. I feel like you start out baby steps. Something small, a small dish, yeah. and then, I don't know, or at <laughs> least, like, eating out cheap. I, I don't get it. But um, what other small lessons did you get? Uh, I got um, don't give other people your credit card. And on top of that, like, protect your identity. Because it's the whole, like, their whole part where he's like, you know, oh, so you're Mr. Krabs. How do you spell Mr. How do you spell Krabs? And Spongebob's like, like, I I think there's a B in it. He's like, good enough. Because this is like, that's so crazy. (laughs) But that's like a big thing. Like, I think about my credit card. If someone just took it, they could probably spend it, like, at least a good amount of it before one I noticed, maybe. Um, I would probably notice before anyone, any cashier ever asked to, like, see my id or credit card with it um i also put uh thought out gifts go a long way because even though like pearl asked for a bunch of material stuff because she is like a teenager or whatever but um the like you can tell that the gifts that actually meant a lot to her like you know meant a lot to her like you know like even though it's something i don't know i've you and i have talked about this before i have a hard time getting gifts for people where they ask for it specifically but I think like even having an open mind and like not doing detective work like SpongeBob is, but paying attention to like, hey, oh, this person likes this thing. This person likes another thing. Just like subtle, not even subtle hints, just like reading off their personality and stuff. And like that makes it easy. And that's usually how I base my stuff around. It usually ends up OK. Yeah. And I feel like just Mr. Krabs is so like self-absorbed that he doesn't even know what his own daughter is interested in. Yeah, I put uh, another thing and this goes along with like that whole scene where it's like, stale popcorn and like dishwater and a cake made of cardboard and like the Krabby Patty yeah. sculpture, which actually was pretty, <laughs> pretty good. good. Squidward yeah. was a, a like a, a sleeper in this episode. He did a lot yeah. of talent. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like what I think is funny is like, I don't really remember much of anything else of this episode except for Squidward singing four ply, yeah. which is <laughs> interesting considering that he's not even a big part of the episode no. at all. Zero percent. Um, but I put, don't try to impress people who are rooting for you to lose. Yeah, that's how I wrote, don't invite fake or fake just to your party. <laughs> yes, that is the more colloquial yeah. way of saying it. <laughs> but no, like all these girls are just like, oh, well, it's going to suck again. But I mean, compared to like, Pearl even says it like her last gifts were, she's like, last, he'll probably get me a box of staples like last year, which is like five bucks at most <laughs> if you're getting like a big pack. Yeah. Half of the bubble break. Whoop, whoop. All right. So uh, to go off the themes with parties um, in just a couple of weeks, we're actually going to be uh, celebrating our second birthday situation. So I figured, yeah. uh, Omar, let's uh, terrible just do twos, a- terrible twos. <laughs> Hopefully it's not terrible. <laughs> we'll find out. We'll see. Um, Let's uh let's brainstorm some like what would be the ideal IMAP situation. Like if we can go crazy and throw a big birthday party for this, what would we do? All right. First things first, venue. Where uh-huh. do, where do we have it? I think it's like a I want to do a beachfront thing. I yeah, think we're I was thinking remote desert island yeah, situation. Yes. <laughs> Just like Animal Crossing. Yeah, um, I love that. And uh I don't know. And, like, and it also fits in Act Two, Karate Island. Yeah. Ah, oh, look at you! There we go. Um, <laughs> definitely open bar situation. Oh, of, of course. Um, but I'm thinking we should get like cover, like famous bands to cover famous SpongeBob songs. Like, can you imagine like 
My Chemical Romance singing fun or something like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That'd be good. Mm, I'm trying to think what other bands I'd want there. There's My Chemical Romance. I want Haley Williams to sing the Texas song. Oh, yeah. She could do a whole set for both of those songs. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Who would do Best I Day Ever? Think w- yeah, I definitely think it would be like kind of like a Warp Tour situation. Yeah. Uh, best Day Ever, like... I think the only one who could pull it off is Bowling for Soup. Oh, that's good. That's good. They're, I like that. They already did like, you know, uh, like uh, the Phineas and Ferb theme song. Yeah. So I feel like they need, you know, it, their talents lend itself to each other. They're all going to be just pop puff bands. <laughs> early <laughs> that's 2000s. okay. We're throwing a party. It's fine. Uh, let's see. Well, we got to have like a Pantera cover band. Yeah. Or maybe we pick like a, like, I don't know, Kill Switch Engage or some, some like, <laughs> Uh, other random like <laughs> thousands like screamo band to do like the Pantera songs from Hibernation Week. We just swap um, it off like just a couple different bands come on and they each play a different song. That'd be cool. Yeah. And then think, um, what other song? We definitely have to have s- stuff like uh the infrastructure. Yeah. I want people uh, to be safe. Okay. You know, like a first aid, like more than a first aid tent. Two first aid tents. Oh wow, you're stepping it up. <laughs> yeah. Maybe exclusive event for our like strongest listeners because that means like six of us will be there. Um, do, we, do we go all crazy and like put out like roller coasters and shit too? Like there's the bands and stuff playing, but you can also go like on these like rides and shit. Boy, we're basically happening? making warp tour. Warp tour, yeah, yeah. That's what's happening on a remote island. Yeah, island, <laughs> IMAP island. Day. We'll, I don't know. we'll workshop the name. We'll come up with something. <laughs> yeah, we're we're working on it. And then we have, you know, the terrible oh. twos is not a bad name for like a punk concert on the Roma Island. Like a terrible yeah. twos something. Uh is me as a podcast, Terrible Twos Island Bash. Ooh, that's good. All right, that's it. That's it. And then and then we feature, you know, the newest like a pop up of of our or what's it called? Our hotel chain. Yeah. Um, Joshy's place zone. sponsor, and then we have Joshy's place the catering. Yeah, most of the tents, every all the food's free. Probably, um, you have to have Taco Bell there too, so we get Joshy's place and Taco Bell, and that's why. <laughs> yeah, because we'll have like partnerships. Obviously. Yeah, uh, to write love on her arms has to be there. Yeah, or else it's not. It's not it's a not tour. A pu- yeah, definitely not. <laughs> Let's see. I don't know. I think it'd be pretty cool. So how do we get people there? Is it like? cruise ship situation do we fly them there like we have two mm. a dodo bird airline like flying them across <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i like i like to think cruise but i've never been on a cruise yeah i don't know and don't in that think... case maybe we just make it a cruise oh you know it'd be cool though or if you go all out like balls to the wall it's like submarine ride where like you go underwater but the water like there's parts of it that are like set up so it looks like bikini bottom so you're going through like bikini bomb first Ooh. and then you pop up on the island and then you're there in the experience that has to be a short ride it's fine i, th- I think maybe we do a chain of islands so we do like the main island that yeah. has like the, the party and then you do a submarine ride from the short the small one to the other one because there's got to be an alternative because i've only been in a submarine once and i was younger so i thought it was cool but like the thought of like dying in a submarine also freaks me out. <laughs> so now that I'm a, a an older, more anxious person, <laughs> let's see. We got the food covered, entertainment. Uh huh. Let's see. We got the name. Okay, we got celebrity guests. Oh 
celebrity get i mean we already got the entertainment that's basically that's it, all we need we need a good mc tom kenny has to mc yeah oh yeah 100 percent. he already said he liked the podcast uh, name so he'd be down he's already down yeah he's already a fan yeah yeah i don't know if he actually listens to the podcast which would be really cool if he was secretly listening <laughs> to the podcast like i don't even care like i like to think that he secretly listens in my dreams only only because the name is so memorable yeah exactly shout out to fatima <laughs> Um, definitely we'd have to have like a world of color lights show at the very end designed Ooh, by you yeah. personally. Okay. Done. Um, I'll do the video work for all the bands when they play in the, uh, just in the background. It'll just be weird. Oh, world of it's color got projection too. So you can do some that too. Yeah, we'll do that. Yeah. Um, let's see. What other events? Is this like a one day event? I think, I think if we're going to do it, like, let's make it a week long thing. I don't know. That's a lot of our weekend. Let's do How about weekend. We weekend weekend works. Yeah. I yeah. like that. So so day one, it's like relax on the island day. Yeah, you can do the submarine ride. You can check out the other little shop. There'll be like little shops that are like themed like the other like the SpongeBob stuff. I think we have like a Krusty Krab that's really a Joshi mm -hmm. place. There's like other like knickknacks you can pick up. Let me see. I'm trying to think what else. And then okay, so first day is relaxation day. Second day, uh, hangover recovery day because first day is obviously open bar. Just drinking. Yeah. Second day, hangover recovery day, maybe like a couple panels from from SpongeBob, Nickelodeon branded content, because obviously they're paying for everything. Taco Bell brings something there. Maybe they, they release their new commercial or something cool. Oh, and their then, new taco. Yeah, the last day, <laughs> the last day is the bash, you know? Uh-huh, go all out with the concert, the, light show, all of it. And I think, I think that's it. That's the cherry on top. Oh, yeah. We're, we're ready to go. So we had entertainment, we have food. Celebrity guest, our MC is Tom Kenny for all three days, or maybe a different, maybe we do a Tom Kenny open, and then uh, we'll have Patrick Star. We'll, uh, we'll Bill uh, be Bill Fager Fager Bake. I always have a hard How time with his it? name. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, uh, Roger Bumpass, who's Squidward, we'll have him them like intermittently do like some announcements during like uh the rest of day one and day two they could do like little skits or reenactments and stuff i like that little comedy sets yeah yeah we'll do the panels on the second day All and right. then the last day tom kenny's like are you ready and then like intros oh. the first the first band and like sings oh maybe they sing like the oh no and then he... yeah they sing but it has to end with sweet victory but all the emo bands come together that we probably oh, together yeah. and it ends with sweet victory with the light show and everything going on and fire yeah Lots of lots of pyro, man. Let's make this happen. This is, I want to live for this. This is my dream. All right, now. we got a, we got like a month. We got a month to plan it. Meundies, if you can sponsor us, Taco Bell, if you're out there, <laughs> we're gonna need Nickelodeon. some money. Yeah, Nickelodeon. Tom Kenny, Tom Kenny, we already know that you signed up, so yeah. it's all good. You just send us an email to make sure we can arrange your flights. Yeah, make sure you sign the check to IMAP. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, uh, Fatima, our intern, will be uh, looking out for your email. Yeah. Act two, Karate Island. All right, so SpongeBob gets a special invitation by mail to come to Karate Island and get crowned king of karate. Uh, he runs into Sandy on the way, and she's not so convinced that this is legit, so she decides to go with him. Uh, so they go to this Karate Island and meet Master Udon, who crowns SpongeBob uh, king and... Of course, in typical SpongeBob manner, he has an ego about it and rubs in Sandy's face. So she decides to leave, um, only to come back to save SpongeBob because it was really 
trying to be sold a timeshare, which is always a ton of fun. <laughs> uh, so I wanted to start off by asking you, Omar, uh, have you ever fallen for a scam before? I don't know, to be honest. I, f- I guess if I fell for it, I wouldn't know, right? Yeah. I don't know. I've never, definitely never been caught stuck. up in one. I got, okay, I got really close. All right. So um, this happened to me in college my freshman year. Uh, this girl named Jessica, I won't say her full name, reached out to me randomly. And I was pretty naive because I was thinking, you know, I'm in college now. I need to start networking. I need to be like going out and like preparing for real world. I was a very, I was a really good go getter freshman year i used to look at my bank account every day i was very good at budgeting now i'm just anxious wow <laughs> so so but she reached out to me and she's like we're getting people together and there's this guy i know and he's like really helpful and he's like a good mentor and blah blah blah, blah. she basically talked it up and i told like my luckily my cousin i texted him and i was like hey you want to come over like and hang out with me and i was like also we might go to this person it seems like an opportunity i might be missing out and he had been living in tucson for a while and he's a little older too and also like i was texting my mom about it and she was like don't go to that it sounds like a scam and sure enough like it 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 was like i don't know what it was actually but it very pyramid uh multi-level marketing scheme feel to (laughs) it like like cultish situation Uh i'm assuming that it's I don't know. I feel the same way when I hear like ads on the radio. They're like, "We're gonna teach you how to flip houses and yeah. make millions of dollars." Like basically stuff like that. So like the way she made it sound, I was like, "Oh, this guy's like um, got so many connections, and he can hook you up, and like he's a good mentor." It was just like all these things making this dude seem like amazing, and like the it really uh, now sounds so culty. And I'm like, man, I'm <laughs> you so, look back at I'm it. S- so lucky that I was too lazy to drive that far, good, and too cheap to drive that far, and also I had two people like don't do this. And one of them being my mom and one of them being my cousin. So I guess it's the closest I've fallen. Nice. I've almost, I almost sold Cutco, Cutco. which uh, a lot of people do. Did you not do that uh, in Tucson? So Cutco is like those knives that you can like cut through leather and then you can cut tomatoes with it like right oh. after. So like, I've literally never heard of shit. this. Wow. Okay. No. So it's like, it's the same thing as like Mary Kay. Okay. And like, you know, uh, what is the leggings one yeah i don't know but i know what you're talking about yeah yeah uh, we know someone in college used to sell those i'm probably i'm sure they're still selling them <laughs> um but you know things like that where it's obvious like the goal is to bu- make the person buy products so that way they owe money to the company that buys the product and then they get more people so that way they lo- owe less money etc cetera, etc cetera. so it was it was definitely that feel but cutco was the same way and it was because my friend sold cutco and he was just like yeah like i'm you can make a lot of money, which is how they always get you. You can make a lot of money. And when I was in high school, I was like, yeah, I need money. I need to pay for college. And then when I was in college, I was like, yeah, I need money. I need to pay for my whatever loans yeah. I do. <laughs> yeah. Like, so it's like a lot of, a lot of it's money based yeah. on the scams I was well for. What about you? Uh, you secretly selling uh, leggings? All the time. Yeah. I actually sell Mary Kay now. <laughs> <laughs> I think the only scam that I like almost fell for was a, uh, one of those IRS calls. I had like just graduated college and I've mm. never had that happen to me before. And I was just doing my like very first job out of college, like in Massachusetts and stuff. And I got the call and they're just like, Hey, like you owe all this money and blah, blah, blah. And like, of course, like being a freelancer and his college students, I was like, Oh, I guess it's possible that I owe this money. I have no idea. I don't know how taxes yeah. work. 
Yeah. So I was like freaking out and like I was like, oh my god! I remember like walking around Salem, Massachusetts. Like they have this like little mall plaza. I was just like walking around for like three hours, just like trying to figure out what the f- to do with my life. And then I like I don't remember what happened. They asked a specific question, and I was just like, this is a f-ing scam, isn't it? And I just yeah. like hung up and like right away called my bank. I was like, yo, I got a call. Like, can you just make sure I'm not getting any charge or anything? I was like, I can't believe I spent so much time like being anxious in the middle of public, like freaking out over this. What was Fatima thing. doing at this time? This she I don't think she was there. This is after she had already left. Uh, yeah, see. this was this was like a month into that uh, internship there. So. <laughs> oh God. I was like, I look back at it, it's like, you're so dumb because I've gotten those calls now and they're like the most obvious, like, fake. I was just like, how is it that I fell for that? Because but they don't teach you that in school. They don't. No. And like being afraid they of They tell taxes. you all the things you need to do. Yeah. But they don't tell you all the people who try to scam you. Especially like taxes are such a weird thing that I was like, I just was terrified that maybe I did do it wrong. I could owe money. Like, who the f- knows? So, anyways. <laughs> um,. I wanted to talk about this like whole Karate Island situation. Like, first of all, like Master Udon. What did you think of Master Udon? Moose, Master Udon, super like the first thing I wrote down was racial stereotype. There's so many racial stereotypes in, in yeah. this one, but like I don't know, just the whole like, and I'm gonna say this, but like the irony is, it's like the whole like Mr. Miyagi like character trope, right? But the the interesting thing is slash funny thing is that it is Mr. Yeah. Miyagi. The, uh, <laughs> I wrote down his name. Pat it's, uh, Morita. Yeah, Pat Morita. This is actually like one of three things that like was released after he died, like wow. a year after he died. So I think his like last acting thing was like 2009 that like actually showed up. But but yeah, I was just like, this is like a straight rip off, and maybe. I don't know. Maybe it's a little bit excusable because, like, maybe the joke there is that it's like the actual Mr. Miyagi Karate Kid like situation, mm-hmm. but it's still a racial stereotype. Hundred percent. Yeah, it's really bad. When and it makes it more fitting because, like, I've always pictured SpongeBob as basically a, a white man, a privileged white man. Yeah, yeah, privileged white yep. man. Same thing with Squidward, and yeah. the fact that the, both of them fell for this, and like. Even though Sandy, who's voiced by a white actress, just gives me like the most. I was like, she's like the only person of color in my mind on that show. Yeah, I think they, the um, way they represent it in the musical actually yeah. fits out pretty well. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> because she was like, "This doesn't sound right." Yeah. It's like this sounds like a Get Out situation. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do like the style though, because like the old kung fu movies, um, I do like like the Kill Bill. Yeah. Like. Yep. like Bruce Lee esque like type outfit. Um, it had lots of feet in it, just like Quentin Tarantino's mm-hmm. work. So it kind of fit nicely. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I had I hadn't seen Kill Bill up until like a couple months ago. Mm-hmm. It's like I don't hate it as much as I thought I was going to. Like I don't. There's I'm not a huge Tarantino fan, but Kill Bill wasn't Older the Tarantino's worst. Tarantino's definitely the better Tarantino. Yeah, but I definitely I he... got the vibes from this. Like especially like each of like the over the top like bosses that she had to face. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did you think about those bosses? Uh, what we got, we got like the four floors of fear, which is like the first floor was like the tickler, right? Which is just like yeah. some French dude. I don't even really understand that situation. Yeah, and I like I couldn't pin his accent because no. it didn't feel French, and then it like sometimes got like a little bit like Asian, like racist stereotype yeah, situation. It was super weird, and then like yeah. lip service was just, like 
a ladyfish with like huge lips that she would attack with. Yeah. And then I think my favorite is uh Filthy Phil, like the layer of Filthy Phil. Phil. Yeah. <laughs> it's the alliteration that really does it, you know? <laughs> this is like attacking people with his body odor. So my question for you is of of those three, and we're gonna ignore the kissing one because that's basically sexual harassment. Mm-hmm. Of of the of the stinky or the tickling, who do you think would be worse to fight against? I think the stinky. I had speak and I say that because like I had um I agree with you. All my cousins, uh They fart a lot. They fart a lot, yeah. <laughs> no, but they, they used to wrestle. So I used to go to like wrestling matches and watch them wrestle and stuff. And that was like a big, that's a technique. Like they purposely don't wear deodorant to like throw off their opponent and stuff like that. Like, that's can you a thing. tickle in wrestling though? Not to, I don't know if you can, maybe. That's gotta be illegal somehow. <laughs> but no, but I, I feel know. like you get up to someone, I feel like smell is like such a huge thing. Like I, that would be harder to like fight against, right? Tickling, at least you could like break free or like break their fingers or something, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I also agree with you. I, I I wrote down that it would probably be the smelly guy would probably be the harder one to fight. Because I wonder what she would have done, what Sandy would have done if she didn't have her helmet. Yeah. I also put down uh, because of this, just because your fighting style works for one person doesn't mean it works for everyone. It's very elite four in that situation yeah. where I was like, okay, this person got all ice Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> all right, cool. Good thing I brought my, my one Pokemon to defeat all these people. I got, you know? I got like, uh, sometimes you just got to think creatively to solve a situation. And I think like Sandy did that. Like everyone, she didn't fight any of these uh, bad guys, right? Except for uh, Miss Master Udon at the end. But she used yeah. like jelly filled donuts to take on the tickler. And then she. Those used... donuts look disgusting. Yeah. Do you not like jelly filled or do they, those ones specifically? No. Those specific donuts look disgusting. I, they do. They just. They also they looked, looked like a little too phallic for donuts. me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they were they were chode donuts. It was weird. It just looked like disgusting. I'm glad that my was not alone in that perverted mind situation there. Yeah, uh, it was. I, I think that was intentional. Yeah. I think that was a, an animator. Even the way like it squirted, scene. I was just like, nah, hundred percent. That's a too. That's a too <laughs> many things. It squirted. It looked like a chode. Yeah. No. Get it out of here. Get it out of my, my quality children's program. But she it's just like even like then then she used like a hairdryer to like make chap lips. Like that was so like creative. I would have never thought about that. I was like like especially like when you we talked about in the D D podcast, like you have to think creatively sometimes to solve solutions mm-hmm. and stuff. And that's like very much what I got the vibes from this. Yeah. And I think it comes back because like kung fu movies back in the day just used to be so crazy like that. Like yeah. just like weird, weird stuff would happen. Um I had another question about Master Udon. She at the very end she defeats him, has like this whole fight, which is actually pretty solid. And she says, You're in the soup now, Udon, or yeah. something like that. Um, do you think that they wrote the joke first and made Master Udon <laughs> after that? Or do you think they were like, This would be funny? And then they did uh You're in the Soup Now or whatever? I think that's a good question. I would I think in my head they came up with the joke first, mm-hmm. but I don't know. Because that just seems like something... It's so specific. That's such... Like, that whole mm-hmm. udon and, like, the suit... That's such a specific joke. To Even to yeah. name him that. Like, they had to have that joke lined up first. Yeah, because, I mean, like I said, like, sometimes when I write, it's like, there's a situation I want to see, and then everything else just falls, like, is to make that situation happen. What it was right? is probably one of the animators or writers were, like, they had, like, udon noodles for lunch that day. They're like, you know what would be funny? <laughs> if we named this guy... <laughs> 
Master Unon. Yeah. And then the other guy goes, oh, and we have Mr. Miyagi do the voice. You're genius. This is $1,000 idea. <laughs> I do like the one-liners. I actually put down in my uh, my small lessons is try to have a cool comeback in your pocket, always ready to go. Because when she was like, that's enough lip out of you, I was like, nice. Yeah. yeah. You, you let her know. <laughs> but what was that fish woman's name again? Uh, Lip service. Lip service. Yeah. Which also sounds wrong, too. Right. That's a lot of things. Very questionable. I couldn't, I couldn't understand her. I was like, I don't know what she just said. I just know lip. Lip is in the is in the pun. I had to, I had to rewind it a couple times. <laughs> um, um, I do want to say that thank God for this episode in terms of, again, last episode and this episode. Such a big flip. Oh, yeah. Such a better tonal fit. In like the SpongeBob style, I feel like so much better because Sandy actually seems capable. She's this entire. She's smart. This entire she thing. fights. She's on top of it, all of it, which is not what we've seen from her before. No, which is, like not in a long time. No. Not since mm-hmm. like season one. Like all the other times, she's been like, I don't know, just a prop. I'm, I'm, this one, I was like, this is nice. I'm hoping that like the second half of season four is a lot more like this, but we'll see. Um, yeah. I wanted to talk about the first half of this episode, though. Like, it has nothing to do with the karate stuff, but mm-hmm. like, him with like the whole interaction with Gary and like the invitation stuff. Like, first of all, mm-hmm. talking about Gary, like we go inside his shell, and I don't know, we haven't seen inside his shell before, right? We've seen something different. We saw the internal inside. clock, right? And I, and yeah. I wrote that down that we, when we talked about it, we weren't sure if it was inside of Gary or his shell, but this seemed very similar to that room, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, like he said, since New Year's, well, what was it? I was wondering what was stuck in there. I'm assuming that it's like uh, he had a party in there, is what I wrote down. I was like, did Gary have a party in his shell at New Year's, and he's just left it a mess? Maybe. Since then? <laughs> um, also, I was wondering, do you think waxing? If I had a pet snail and I waxed its shell, do you think that'd be good for it? Maybe. I don't see what the harm would be, but I don't. I don't know. You probably have to yeah, use some like natural stuff. Snail. Yeah. Some like natural some oils, natural grease. Yeah, but I, that got a little lesson for me. Is like uh, pets do need grooming. So like I know there's a lot of people who are like, you don't have to wash your dogs and cats. I'm like, no, you you do. And you have to like get their nails clipped and get their hair clipped and stuff. Like you got to take care of them just like you take care of a person. Yeah, I mean, like I would argue that yes, maybe some dogs could probably go longer without. But there's a reason like strays like come out like matted fur yeah. and they look like because they're wild. And they're not really built, like, their bodies aren't built for the wild anymore. Like, I would argue maybe, like, a husky might be a little bit better if you just left it, you know? But even then, you gotta brush it, you know, just but to, like... But, again, it's a know. domesticated animal. Yeah. Like, they, you know, they gotta... I don't know. They gotta survive with your help. Yeah, exactly. Like, Because we ruined them. We do, 100%. Um, but I want to ask you, like, I don't understand every time we get, like, a TV thing in SpongeBob's universe, it has live-action stuff in it. Like, we've seen this multiple times, and this whole, like, invitation video was all, like, live, like, people footage. You know, so, so often now that I see more and more episodes, like, the money is this kind of the same, like, exchange rate, like, is above land and stuff like that. I'm starting to think that the above land and the below land are more in connected, interconnected yeah. than we think. Yeah, I think so, you too. Know? And I think, I don't know, maybe it's, like, a situation where... It's kind of like Wally, where he's like picking up the remains of like <laughs> uh, the human world, and he's like a- getting attached and loving like all the human stuff that's really cool to him. For me, maybe it's the same thing. Like maybe like 
someone found the VHS tape and then like reverse engineered to what they think, you know, it should be. I could see that. That's that. That doesn't make sense. I do like um. What's the fish's name? I forget the anchor fish or whatever. Yeah, I don't know what his name is, but yeah. I do like how they put the thing where it's like, now it's your turn, SpongeBob, SpongeBob. SquarePants. Yeah. <laughs> and then he even says, hi, yeah. I mean, it makes me wonder, is he getting money? Or is it like a, it's like a local celebrity thing where they're like, we need just someone reliable to like read this text and he got paid like whatever. Or is he making money off of the timeshare? Nah, Mr. Udon's probably slipping him like, Master Udon's like slipping him some money under the table. I'm sure. Okay, before we we finish this uh, act, I want to bring up the fact that like, why a timeshare? That is such everything about this act is such an adult joke. Yeah, like no, I did not know what a timeshare was as a child. I still I barely, barely understand, understand it now. Yeah, <laughs> doesn't make any sense to me. I don't know. Well, it's it's wild to me that this entire situation is built on the idea of a timeshare. They could have put anything at the end. Right, where, like. We were gonna try to get the secret Krabby Patty formula, or we're hired by Plank like you know, we're hired by Plankton for that stuff or anything else. The timeshare, you know? all the definitely a throw in for the adults. Yeah. <laughs> the adults who barely know what a timeshare is. But it makes me wonder like what adults are watching at this time. I don't know. Cause like you and I were barely old enough to be like, oh well, this is like the the probably the last couple seasons we'll probably end up watching, you know? I don't know. It's got just some, got some true fans in there, I guess. They're holding on. Also, I do like the way that Sandy breaks out of that cage. That like Naruto hand. Oh, she like, was tutting. She was doing the tutting she, stuff. <laughs> and then she just like boom, boom, boom. Yeah, does her little her little hand signals and explodes the the cage, and then roids out with Master Udon. Time for the Wumbo lesson, Josh. I'm excited to hear what you got. And I know I say that a lot. I am actually excited because I spent like 30 minutes trying to think up what, like a good Wumbo lesson. It took me a while because usually it comes up pretty quick, but this one was harder. Like it was a good episode, but I just couldn't connect them. For me, what I thought was interesting is it took me longer to watch the episode because I stopped and like wrote down more things. Mm -hmm. But the big lesson came to me quicker mm, okay. than normal. Because when we first started this podcast, I would like pause and like write tons of notes. And then I realized that half the time I couldn't piece them all together anyways and put them in a podcast. And now I'm a lot more streamlined. But this is the first time in a while where I like, I got to pause this. I want to see like these posters. I want to see all, all these prices for these things. But um, my Wumbo lesson is if it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. That's good. Because... Um, it's harder to link the first act, but what I wrote down is, um, for example, the credit cards, which we mentioned, uh, it's not free money. A lot of people think it is. I think I play more of the cartoon thing. Yeah. Um, even as an adult, I feel like most adults understand that it's, it's not free money. It's like, well, it's free money in the sense that it's a loan. Yeah. But, um, I don't know. I think people just choose to ignore the fact that it's not free money. Yeah. I think it's just They're easier like, to... Like I guess it's because not there's no immediate repercussions from it at the like you just yeah, wait. and then well, some people it's just that's what they have to do in order to survive. Yeah. They need to get in credit card debt to to pay their things. So I can also see that, but um, I feel like the people I know who spend too much on their credit cards, it's less of, it's more frivolous than that. But I think they choose to ignore that there's a negative side. Um, I also put for the first act Pearl's birthday, like 
she wanted, you know, ice sculptures, uh, boys who cry. She wanted, you know, a boat mobile, like everything, like she thought her birthday was going to be again. It's, it's probably not going to happen. Yeah. You know, especially if your dad makes people share a Mr. Krabs. birthday party, <laughs> which I think was crazy. Hands out and then paper clips is <laughs> party favors. And the bubble wrap though is honestly a pretty I wrote, solid. Yeah. That's why I said that. I was like, like, I would enjoy bubble wrap as a party yeah. favor. And then in the second act, the entire concept of Karate Island, like you got a free tape. They, it seemed like transport was free. Although we have said that Bikini Bottom has pretty solid public transport. That boat did sink um, though, so I don't know how solid that was. Yeah, he uh, he beat up everyone super easy. Like he didn't have to break a sweat at all. And then the again, the guy was too accommodating. Yeah, and I feel like a lot of times in life, things like that happen where it's just like everything. If everything is put together so perfectly, like you either stumbled onto like the most lucky situation, or there's something wrong. Know, yeah, there's something wrong. Yeah. There's definitely something wrong. Yeah. I definitely see that with people like taking job opportunities. They're like, oh, this job is so cool. Like, look at all these benefits or not even benefits, but like these connections I can make or like look at all these like cool things I could be doing. And they end up doing like really crappy work for that company. Right. Yeah. Or like, or the company like really stretches them super thin. Yeah. Because they know that, you know, you have your insurance through them. They have like whatever. It's hard to get like another job. Um, for me, when I first moved to New York, when I was really broke, they were like, oh, well, uh, we pay like full benefits, but you're going to be working overtime for the first month. And I was like, uh, and it was stocking. It wasn't like anything related to what I came to New York to do. So at the time, I was lucky enough to get out of that. But again, like everything about the, they they called me, they said, oh, yeah, we have this other position open. You might be willing for it. And then we'll will pay you more than the average person who gets it. Like literally everything they were telling me sounded so good. But the moment I stepped in there, I was like, they just want a person to move boxes and do all this other stuff. And they want someone now because they need like, they need a eight, person. Eight, yeah, yeah. They need like eight different stocking people. Yeah. <laughs> Which again, if it sounds too good to be true, it probably, it probably is, is. Yep. most of the time. Yeah. Uh, I would say like 99% of the time, every now and then there is a like time where it's like, wow, that was like, Actually, pretty good. Yeah, every, it's always still cash. Every blue moon. Yeah. It all yeah. comes to the cash. <laughs> what about you, Josh? I I want to I want to hear this 30 minute uh incubated thought. Yeah. It's gonna be and it better be good. It is, if it's not worth 30 minutes. It is the best lesson I've ever come up with. Got it. I'm not gonna put that out there. You <laughs> cut that. You cut that. <laughs> um uh it is uh to surround yourself with friends who will watch your back um because nice. in both parts uh that's the main thing i got like, i thought about it i was like you know they're lucky like mr Krabs is lucky he had spongebob there to like mm -hmm. make pearl's birthday what it was because without spongebob you know he did spend all his money like pearl's birthday would have been crap right it would have been just another <laughs> birthday um mm -hmm. and then spongebob would have been stuck with a timeshare probably if it wasn't for sandy like coming back like she even after taking all of his like rude comments and like egotistical crap that he was doing towards her like she came back to save her friend and i was like it's good to have like friends like that who are going to like watch your back when you like need it most even if you don't realize you need it most yeah i would take a friend who will like come with you like to something like fishy like that over a friend who will do lots of favors for you yeah you know what i'm saying because like there's something about like having like a blunt friend that just says like look you you shouldn't do this this is bad 
that is so worth so much more than like a friend's like, yeah, yeah, I'll help you out. Like you want to throw a, a birthday party for your younger daughter. You want me to spend all your credit card to do like, it? Hell like, yeah. That sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> I'll charge it up. Whereas like Sandy would have been like, don't you have to pay all this back? Right. Exactly. Or like, why did you give it to SpongeBob? <laughs> Of all like Squidward, people. Squidward is probably the better version for that. Yeah, like, exactly. You know, like, um, but I, even Squidward though helped him out. He was like, "I'm gonna no, put that's my what I got that. Yeah, artistic channels, uh, artistic talents for that and everything." It's just know? like these people are like went out of their way to like help these like people who were like clearly out of their element. Like Mr. Krabs clearly out of his element. And SpongeBob out of his element on this random island. So, mm-hmm. and it's just like. Yeah important to have that because a lot of times you are like sometimes you are out of your element you don't know like you get stuck almost getting into a timeshare or like a pyramid scheme so it's nice to have someone there to be like no that's a bad idea don't do that <laughs> or you become part of a tiger cult oh yeah <laughs> we can talk yeah. about our tiger cult our tiger king <laughs> podcast next week <laughs> oh yeah maybe we'll do a next bubble week's break. bubble break will be oh, yeah. how we start our cult <laughs> yikes Anyways, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. If you want to send us um, anything, any suggestions, comments, or directory some some directory remarks, please do it on ismazepodcast.com or email us at ismazepodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Leave your good comments there. Mean comments, no thank you. Um, also, be sure to share with your friends and your enemies and to comment where you can. So, Josh, yeah. um, I have prepared for you four distinct challenges oh. before the end of this podcast. Oh, I'm excited. All right. What, what so, did you what um, did you name this? Um I'm going to steal the name from the episode cuz I didn't have time to, <laughs> I, was, I was too busy building the four floors of fear than actually, you know, name. I was wondering so, what that giant building behind you was. Yeah, it was different. it's it's a surprise. Okay. Obviously. So, I'm going to push you in the first door and uh you you got to deal with it. All right. I'm ready. Let's Are do this. Ready? Let's do this. I'm ready. All right. Time for the first challenge. What do you got? Oh, no. Man-eating dolphins. Oh, take this. Oh. Ow. Ow. Ow, don't bite me there. It's my butt. <laughs> Ow. Oh. Uh, yeah. Ah, I see. I see you've made it past my room of man-eating dolphins. You really think that they could take a bite out of me? You're mistaken. Well, let's see how you fare in room number two. Room number two. Oh no. My worst enemy. Squeaky styrofoam. <laughs> noise is literally killing my eardrums. Oh, I know. The only way out of this. I'm going to have to eat all this styrofoam. Ah, you look chubbier than I last <laughs> saw you. You must have gotten past the room of styrofoam. Well, let's see if you'll make it past door number three. Your uh, third room is no uh, match against my final form, my styrofoam-fueled super joshy form. Oh no, the greatest challenge of all. Slow Wi-Fi. No! There's only one way to defeat this. I've got to reset the router. All right, 3G, 5G. And we're on full Wi-Fi. Full download speeds. Take that, Omar. Ah, I see you figured out how to stop the slow Wi-Fi. <laughs> well, now time for your final floor. And I don't know if you can stand against me, Master Lactose Intolerance. 
I'm going to eat this entire block of cheese, and you'll never make it out of this room again. Oh, no!